welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Thursday, March 3rd, 2022. I'm your host, Doug Reed, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed, 3-4. And a couple other Twitter accounts that I think you should be following if uh, you're a follower of this podcast is at Sports Ethos. We have Ethos Wagering. Great update throughout the days. We have free plays are there, um, constant thoughts on lines, um, anything to do with the sports market, basically uh, the sports wagering market you can find there. And also, if you're a fantasy basketball player, I suggest following fantasy, pardon me, following Ethos Fantasy BK, BK for basketball, single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed out there. You can get all the NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis too. Again, that's Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. And one other, or one partner that we do have, um, if you're into props, definitely check these guys out at Thrive Fantasy. It's T-H-R-I-V-E. Prop off with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. When you sign up, use the code ETHOS to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first 100 bucks or two to four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when those props hit. And the players with the most points want to share the nightly prize money. And if you're looking for props information, you can check out this podcast. We do it sometimes, like the Tyrese Halliburton call from last night. Or check out our uh, Ethos DFS team. Uh, We have a daily podcast there. A lot of great information. And uh, a lot of great information on our site. If you you buy our DFS package, uh, you can get basketball DFS information there, which also will help you with Thrive. So again, check it out at thrivefantasy.com and use the code ethos when you sign up. A uh, quick recap of yesterday in the NBA, just had one play, which was the player prop on Tyrese Halliburton over 16 and a half points. And thankfully that game went to OT, so I hit that. Uh, in college, I was three and six, uh, so down 3.6 units there. Uh, not a good day, but overall four and six, down 2.6 units. Uh, hope to get back in the black today, so we will get right at it. In the NBA, uh, there are... Two, four, six, seven games. Start off, uh, Chicago travels to Atlanta. The Bulls, this line opened at about minus four, minus four and a half for the Bulls. It is, uh, it's, it's went the other way against the Bulls. It's basically only minus one and a half right now for Chicago. Uh, total 231 and a half. Uh, at minus five, I'd have been on Atlanta, <clears throat> but at minus one and a half, um, this is stay away from me. Maybe a slight lean towards Atlanta. Um, Atlanta has Collins out. Oh, sorry, I've lost my screen here for a second. Let me just get this. There we go. Uh, Atlanta has Collins out. Chicago still has Ball and Crusoe out. Next game of the night, uh, Miami's in a back-to-back. Two road games. They travel to Brooklyn, and Kevin Durant is back. This line opened Miami minus four. It is switched, flipped, actually, to Brooklyn minus one and a half. So Kyrie's not playing. Simmons still not playing. Harris is out. Drummond's questionable, but Kevin Durant is back. For Miami, you have Lowry out for personal reasons, and Butler's now questionable. Um, I think I would... Pro- I'll be staying away from this game as well. Maybe lean a little. If, if Butler doesn't play, definitely lean Brooklyn. If Butler does play, uh, just a full stay away from me. Third game of the night, as the Pistons traveling up north to Toronto. The Raptors are nine-point favorites, total 218. I like the Raptors here, but it's a few too many points for me. If anything, I would maybe be on Detroit. 
but as we know, they can get blown out and look terrible. But they've been playing a little better lately. Uh, I have the Raptors about minus six, so at minus nine, a few too many points for me. Uh, the Grizzly tra- Grizzlies travel to Boston to play the Celtics. Boston's two and a half point favorite, total 223 and a half. Uh, this line opened last night as Memphis is a slight favorite, so surprised it switched this much. Um, I think I'd still lean Boston at home. They've been playing well, playing right, great right before the All-Star break. Uh, still playing well, uh, but at minus two and a half, the short home favorite, I think I'd probably be on the Celtics. Next game, which is probably the game of the night, is in Dallas, where Golden State travels there. Dallas finds themselves two-point favorite, 219 and a half the total. Uh, Clay Thompson's questionable for Golden State. This is why I'm not really on this game. Uh, too many uh, too many things up in here. Draymond's still out, but uh, Thompson's questionable. If Thompson were to play, I'm still not sure I could go against Dallas at home right now. I would be uh, on the Mavs. At minus two, I might be pulling the trigger here, but definitely leaning towards Dallas. Uh, Sacramento is on the second night of a back-to-back. They were in New Orleans last night, and they lost and by, what, 30, I think? Uh, travel to San Antonio. The Spurs find themselves six and a half point favorite. Favorites 243 is the total. Uh, my number comes into about 6.4. So this is right in my number. So stay away from me. Maybe I would lean to the under. 243 is a lot of points. Especially if Sacramento and back-to-back might get a little tired. Uh, the last game of the night is the Battle of LA. The Lakers are on the road. Um, although not really on the road. But they're considered the road team. And the Clippers are the home team. Minus two and a half point Favorites, total 220. The usual AD is out. Uh, LeBron is questionable. And the Clips are minus all their big guys as well. I would lean the Clippers here. Uh, my line has is about just over minus two for the Clippers, so a 2.5 to stay away from me. But I would lean the Clippers in this game, uh, even if LeBron plays. And at 220, um, my line's at about 216.5, so a slight lean to the under, but not uh, with a lot of confidence. So nothing I'm really on in the NBA tonight, but some interesting games, especially that Golden State-Dallas game uh, in the Battle of LA. Should probably be a good game. Obviously, missing the big stars, but it should be a tight game. Uh, traveling to the NCAA, uh, we've got three more conference tournaments starting the Sun Belt, the Missouri Valley, and the, the West Coast, which... Unfortunately, isn't much of a tournament because Gonzaga should win that thing running away. But regardless, it is going anyways. Uh, the Sun Belt starts. It's played in Pensacola, Florida. Starts today, Thursday, uh, right through till next Tuesday. Uh, we've got a couple games that have already tipped. Louisiana, number eight, Louisiana was minus three and a half at Texas Arlington, number nine, and they won by three, so didn't cover that spread. Uh, South Alabama is minus twelve and a half at number twelve, Little Rock. Uh, then we have Arc. Uh, can't say that I'll be on either teams in those games. Uh, just too much, too many points lay. Arkansas State is minus six and a half at Louisiana Monroe, and that I think I'd lean to Arkansas State. Uh, neutral site game. They're definitely the better team, and I can see them scoring a fair bit of points. Uh, so I'd lean to Arkansas State in that game. The day in the Sun Belt has number seven team Coastal Carolina. Five-point favorite at are playing against Georgia Southern, who comes in as number 10, total 132. I'd actually be on Coastal here. I like them probably up to about six or seven. Uh, so I'd be on Coastal Carolina in this game. Uh, just slight leans, no real plays there. Uh, and the Missouri Valley, it starts off with two games. All the games are in Missouri, and they're coining this tournament, as they always do in Missouri, the Arch Madness. Uh, hopefully you can figure that one out, considering it is in St. Louis. 
at 7 p.m., we have the number eight ranked Illinois State against the number nine ranked Indiana State. Illinois State's minus one and 142 and a half. And I'm actually on Illinois State minus one. I'm on the over of 142 and a half. Um, these guys met on, have met twice during the regular season, February 12th at Indiana State. Indiana State went 160 to 57. And then on the 26th of February at Illinois State, Illinois State won 86 to 66. So one sailed over. The last one was 152 total and one sailed under 117 total. The reason why, though, uh, as far as adjusted offensive adjusted efficiency, Illinois State has an advantage. They're number 124 in the country. Indiana State is number uh, 258. And then offensive rebounding. Illinois State is 150th best team. And of 358 D1 schools, Indiana State is the 357th. It's the second worst offensive rebounding team. That means there should be more second chance points for Illinois State. Then when it comes to three-pointers, what's interesting is Indiana State is the 243rd team in the country at sinking three-point shots. They hit 32.4% of their shots. So 243rd in the country. Um, Two interesting points. First of all, Illinois State is 243rd in defending it as well. Um, But... 36.2% 36.2% of Indiana State's points come from a three-point shot, which is the 25th most in the country. Uh, so it's kind of surprising. They shoot more than three-quarters of the teams in the country, more three-pointers, but they're the 243rd ranked team in the country. Uh, on the flip side of that, Illinois State is the 40th best team in the country at 37.5%. And Indiana State is the 305th worst defending the three ball. So Illinois State... Uh, it has a better offensive adjusted efficiency, way better offensive rebounding, and shoot more three-pointers. Pardon me, don't shoot more three-pointers. Are more effective shooting three-pointers. Uh, that leads me to be, them being able to cover this one, this minus one, so the short spread. And I think a fair bit of points should be scored. Uh, when I look at the three analytical tools that I use, Ken Palm's got the game at 149, Bart Torvik 149, and Jeff Sagan 155 and a half. So I'm happy that they line up with me. So I'm on the over 142 and a half. The second game in the Missouri Valley Tournament, 9.30 in the East, has number seven, Valparaiso, uh, playing number 10, Evansville. And Valpo is a minus six, uh, with a total of 127. If anything, I'd lean Valpo here. Uh, it's a little tight for me. I was hoping it was going to come in at like minus three and a half, minus four, but I'd probably lean Valpo in this game. Uh, so the winner of the first game, Illinois State versus Indiana State, plays number one, Northern Iowa, tomorrow. And the winner of the Valpo-Evansville game gets the number two seed, um, in Missouri State also tomorrow. So the third tournament that tips off today is in Las Vegas, the West Coast Conference Tournament. And we have number at 9 p.m. in the East, number eight Loyola Marymount yeah, versus number nine Pacific. Loyola Marymount minus five and a half, total 141. Uh, I'd actually be on Loyola Marymount here. It's a little, I was hoping this was going to come out three or four, and then it would have been all, I think it opened at like three and a half or four. Uh, but by the time I saw it, it was minus five and a half. So I think I'd still be on Loyola Marymount here. The second game is 11 p.m. in the East. Number seven, San Diego is against number 10, Pepperdine. San Diego is minus five and a half. I don't like laying this much with San Diego, but Pepperdine has looked bad this year, especially to end the year. So I'd probably be on taking the chalk in both games, taking the favorite, uh, laying five and a half in both. Also playing um, tournaments continuing today, the Horizon League quarterfinals. These are all at the campus sites of the higher-ranked team. So we have number four, Wright State, 
four-point favorite uh, hosting number five, Oakland, uh, at 7 p.m. Also at 7 p.m., we have the number three team, Northern Kentucky. They are minus three against Detroit Mercy. Um, total 133 here. The, sorry, in the first game, I think it would be on Wright State, and that second game I'd probably be on Northern Kentucky. Uh, so, again, taking the two favorites. At 8 p.m., sorry, yeah, at 8 p.m., uh, we have... Number one, the number one team in the conference, Cleveland State, hosting uh, and 12-point favorites over Robert Morris, 142.5. I'd actually take Robert Morris here. They had their upset of Cleveland. Cleveland um, sorry, was it Cleveland? They had the upset in the first round of the last game they played over Youngstown State. Uh, and I'm actually on them at plus 12. I'm going to be taking them at plus 12. Um, Cleveland State's a much better team, but they've lost four of their last six. Uh, Robert Morris comes in off that big upset win, so a little bit, bit of momentum. These guys face twice, each other twice during the year. Uh, January 7th at Robert Morris, Cleveland State won 78-77, so they won by one. And then January 23rd at Cleveland State, where Cleveland State won again, 75-68 by seven. So they won twice, one by one, one by seven. Uh, but like I said, they haven't been playing that great coming into the tournament. So I'm on RMU plus 12. The last game in the quarters here is uh, Purdue Fort Wayne. The number two team hosts Illinois Chicago, the number eight team. Uh, IPFW is minus six and a half. 147 and a half is the number there. I'm actually on Illinois Chicago. I think they can keep this game close. I don't think they win. I'm not on Illinois Chicago, but I would lean towards Illinois Chicago. The one that I am on, I, I didn't mention this in the first game, Oakland at uh, Wright State, the over. So Wright State's a four-point favorite. The total is 145. I'm on the over of 145. These guys met twice during the year. Uh, Wright State won both. Uh, February 5th at home, they won 75-64, so 139 total. And then February 18th at Oakland, they won 78-74, so a 152 total. Uh, the reason I'm on the over is when it comes down to offensive rebounding, both teams are in the well top quarter of the country, roughly, top third of the country. Uh, Oakland's number 91 in offensive rebounding percentage and Wright State's number 103. Uh, when it comes down to two-point shooting percentage, Oakland is the 86th best team in the country at 52.3%, but Wright State is the 248th at defending, so they don't defend all that well. Flip that over, it's even better. Uh, Wright State is 44th best team at two-point uh, field goals at 53.8%, but Oakland is the 306th worst team at defending. So two teams that um, shoot the two-ball well, against two poor defenses. Also two teams that rebound on the offensive boards well leads to second chance points. Then when you look at defensive adjusted, sorry, adjusted defensive efficiency at Ken Palm, neither of these teams rank all that well. Again, 358 schools in the country. Oakland's the 268th. Wright State's a little better at the 100, at 194th. So um, played twice, a little bit under the 145 total and a little bit over the 145 total. Uh, it's a conference game, a conference tournament game. These guys are not going to be giving up. It's going to come right down. It's a fairly tight spread at Wright State minus seven, pardon, minus four. Uh, so I think this could be tight to the end, and I'm on the over of 142. In uh, the Atlantic Sun, it continues today uh, with the quarterfinals played at the campus sites. You have number one in the East, Liberty, 11-point favorite, hope, hosting Lipscomb. Uh, you have... Number two in the West, in the top, top half of the bracket. Number two in the West, Bellarmine at home, minus three over Dunk City, Florida Gulf Coast. 144.5 total there. Uh, on the bottom half of the bracket, you have number one in the West, Jacksonville State, minus eight. 
against Kennesaw State, who's the fourth in the East. I'm actually on Kennesaw State, not on them, but but I would lead Kennesaw State to cover here. Uh, probably lose, but to cover. And then you have this number two in the East, Jacksonville, at minus ten is hosting Central Arkansas, uh, one thirty-seven half. I, I would think I would be just a little bit a uh, little bit high of a spread there. I think I'd be on Central Arkansas. Uh, on the first ones, Liberty. Liberty is the class of this league, but laying 11 points is a lot. Um, so I think I'm on Lipscomb to cover the dog, to cover that lose, but to cover. And Bellarmine at Florida Gulf Coast. I'm going to call for Florida Gulf Coast there. They've just been playing well. they got the ability to uh, pull off that upset. We go to the Patriot League in the quarterfinals there. Also at the site of the higher-ranked team. So we have Colgate, minus 15, and host, sorry, hosting Bucknell, minus 15, total 148.5. I would be on Bucknell to cover that. I'm, like Colgate to win, but Bucknell to cover it. Um, second, well, the next game in the top half of the bracket is number four, Lehigh, hosting Army. Lehigh's minus one, total 143. And I'm actually on this game. I'm on Lehigh, uh, minus one. These two guys met, these two teams met twice during the year. January 7th at Army, with Army winning by 22, 77-55. Then January 26th, back at Lehigh. Lehigh won 84-71, so they won by 13. Uh, and what I think is interesting is the number 13 three-point shooting team in the country. They hit 38.1% of the three-point shots, 13th best in the country. And two things. Army does not defend that shot well, the 298th um, team defending the three ball. But also 35.2% of Lehigh's points, uh, which is the 77th most in the country, come from three-point shots. So I think that's uh, they, they definitely shoot a lot of threes. They do it well. And Army does not defend that. When it comes to effective field goal percentage, Lehigh is the 87th best in the country. Army is 234th. When it comes to, and if this is a close game, which I assume it will be, when you look at free throw percentage, uh, Lehigh is 114th in the country, so top third of the country. And remember, 358 D1 schools. Army is the 353rd team in free throw shooting. So they do not shoot the three ball well. Um, it's almost a 10 point, a little over 10 point difference too. Lehigh uh, shoots 73.5% from the charity stripe, Army 63.4. So Lehigh shoots a lot of threes. They do it well. Army doesn't defend that. Uh, on average, the field goal percentage for Lehigh is um, top third of the country. Army is bottom third of the country. Free throw percentage, Army is one of the worst in the country, and Lehigh is top third of the country. Leads me to Lehigh, minus one in this tournament game. The next uh, two games in the quarters for the Patriot League is Navy. Against American, Navy at home, minus 12, 120 and a half. Uh, I'd actually be an American just because that's just too big a number for me to lay. And then Boston University uh, is at home to Loyola. They are laying six points, total 132, and I'll actually be on BU here. So I'm taking two of the, taking Bucknell, plus 15, uh, Lehigh minus one, which is a play, uh, American plus 12, and BU minus six in the Patriot League. Uh, a lot of other games on tap tonight. And just to quickly scroll down, uh, a few that caught my eye. Um, one was Iona at Manhattan. Iona's in minus, on the road, minus nine and a half, which I was surprised at. At Manhattan, total 142 and a half. I'm actually on the over 142 and a half. Both these teams like to score. I've played a lot of games to the over. I'm going to be on the over there. Uh, Maris is at Canisius. Maris comes in minus one and a half. And I'm at Canisius, I know they're on the road, but I was a little surprised at this. Total 136.5. These guys played February 12th at Maris. Maris won by one point. Uh, so close game. But when you look at, uh, when you dig a little in the stats, three-point field goals. 
Marist is the 79th best team in the country, uh, although Canisius is the 45th best defending. But the flip side of that, Canisius is the 312th team in the country in shooting three-point shots, and Marist is 115th. So they're pretty good at the, Marist is pretty good at defending it. Canisius is not so good at hitting it. Two-point field goals. Marist is kind of about middle of the pack in the country at number 178. Uh, Canisius is 322nd team, so they do not defend that very well. Um, and then themselves, they do not hit it very well. The 322nd best team shooting two-point field goals, and Marist is the 48th best at defending. So I just think that Marist has more offense. Canisius doesn't have the defense. Um, and in the short line, I know it's on the road, um, but Marist, I think, can cover this one-and-a-half point spread because they've been fairly hot. Well, relative. Um, they've been doing well lately. Uh, scrolling down, we have Michigan State travels to Ohio State. The Buckeyes are minus five, total 139-and-a-half. Uh, hard to go against Tom Izzo, although he's not living up to the usual mantra of peaking in March. Uh, but still hard to go against Sparty in that game. It's a stay away for me. Uh, I would probably take Michigan State if I had to because Ohio State's been struggling, but it's tough to go against the Buckeyes at home. Uh, Penn State is at Illinois, 7 p.m. in the East. Penn, uh, Illinois is 12.5 point favorite at 132.5 the total. I'm actually on uh, Penn State at plus 12.5. I just think this is too many points to be laying. Um, Illinois is a better team. Illinois should win, but Penn State's been playing fairly well, a little bit better lately. Not fairly well, been playing better lately. And I just think there's too many points to be lead, to be um, uh, to be laying in a, in a Big Ten game. Uh, we've got Temple at Houston. Houston's minus 15 and a half, 131 and a half. Temple's been a tough team to gauge, but I can't lay 15 points uh, in this game, so I'd actually lean to Temple. Although it's definitely a stay away for me. Um, scrolling down the board. We've got TCU at Kansas. Kansas is a 12-point favorite, 142.5 is the total. I'd actually be on TCU there. Uh, Jamie Dixon's got them playing well. I don't think they win, um, but I think they keep it within single digits. So I definitely look at TCU at plus 12 there. Uh, 9 p.m. in the East, you have got Iowa traveling to Michigan. This should be a great game. Uh, Iowa plays much better at home. Total 154.5. They score a lot more at home, too. Uh, but definitely needs this game, I think, to stay live. Uh, in the tournament, uh, although it looks like they're in, or will be in, but uh, they need this win and maybe one or two in the actual Big Ten tournament. I think, at least. Uh, as we scroll down the board, we have at 9 p.m. the East Stanford travels to Arizona. Arizona's 18.5 point favorite, total 146. I'd be on the Cardinal here. Uh, I like Arizona to win. I like them probably win easy, probably by double digits, but more maybe more in the 12 13 range. I think I'd be on Stanford in this game. Um, definitely lean towards Stanford. And you've got Oregon traveling to Washington. Oregon is a five-point favorite on the road at Washington. Total 144 and a half. Um, I'd be on Washington here. I just think Oregon's a better team. I'd expect them to win, but uh, laying five at home, I'm happy to take Washington in that play. And that is about it. Uh, the last game of the night well, the Pac-12, is Oregon State travels to Washington State. So obviously the Oregon State, the Oregon teams are playing Washington tonight and then they'll flip and play on Saturday. Um, Washington State's minus 14, 139 and a half. Oregon State has looked terrible. I thought they were getting a little better a few weeks ago, but they have looked just terrible. Um, can't touch this game. Just way too many points to lay. If anything, I'd probably take Oregon State. I just think 14 points is too much to lay. Um, 
So that wraps up the college board and on to the NHL where we saw some crazy upsets last night and long money line plays. There's a big board in the NHL tonight. But I'll quickly run through it. Carolina travels to Washington. Carolina, you can get a minus 130. Washington, a plus 110. No real value in either of those lines to me. Minnesota travels to Philly. Minnesota's minus 185. The Flyers, plus 165. Maybe some value there. Uh, The Wild are definitely the better team, but that's a big number to lay. Senators at plus 320. Travel to Florida and minus 400. Uh, Definitely value in the Sens at minus 300 or plus 320 here. Um, but what I do like is more the pl- the uh, the plus one and a half puck line. You can get the Sens at plus one thirty five. So basically, they got they have to lose by two or more. Definitely look at that line. I think that's probably the best line. Taking the puck line, the Ottawa at plus one hundred five. Pardon me, plus one and a half goals. You get a plus one thirty five. Pittsburgh travels to Tampa Bay. Pittsburgh can get a plus one fifty. The Lightning at minus one seventy. Uh, I would look here maybe towards the Pens at plus 150 on the road. Bit of a bit of a risky play, but I think there's some value there. You get the Canucks at the basically in a pick'em game at the New York Islanders. Both teams are minus 110. Uh, stay away from me. Edmonton travels to Chicago. The Oilers are the favorites at minus 145. You get the Blackhawks at plus 125. Um, don't want to touch that one either. I like the. Oilers there, but on the road in Chicago, hard to say. Boston travels to Vegas. Boston is the favorite at minus 115. Vegas at minus 105. The next game of the night, you have the Avalanche traveling to Arizona, where I think they lost four or six weeks ago. Uh, Colorado's minus 400. Arizona's plus 320. Again, if you go to the puck line of plus one and a half, you can get the Coyotes at plus 120. That's probably the play in that game. Uh, I don't see Lightning striking twice in Arizona getting two wins, uh, but I think the plus 120 puck line is pretty decent. And then the one I do like for the puck line is you get the Canadians at Calgary. Montreal is plus 320. Calgary is minus 400. But on the puck line of plus one and a half goals, you can get the Habs at plus 135. And I think that's a pretty good play. Habs have been playing better lately. They're on a bit of a roll. Calgary take them a little lightly, perhaps. And they basically this says Calgary has to win by two goals uh, if they win by one or less uh, or Montreal wins or goes to overtime or shootout uh, you basically win um, on the puck line at plus 135 so lots of games in the, on the ice tonight uh, big college basketball slate and a good NBA slate uh, hope you enjoyed the breakdown again any comments or thoughts by all means hit me up on Twitter at Doug underscore read three four but before I go I want to remind you of a couple of our partners here one we have manscaped.com go to manscaped.com and use the coupon code hoopball 20 so two zero get 20% off your order and free shipping also check out our pals at mybookie.ag use the code hoopball on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well so hope everybody has a great Thursday lots of exciting games on tap And if you have any action on the line, hope you do well, and we will catch you tomorrow. Have a great night. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.